Welcome to this week's Soul Pepper Saturday Cabaret Podcast. My name is Gregory Sinclair, and I'm a resident artist here at Soul Pepper and the Warren West Director of Audio Programs. This week, Saturday Cabaret favorite Bryce Kulak takes to the stage of the TD studio with a spring fling, with songs guaranteed to chase away the last of the winter blues. Also tonight, a special treat, a performance of his pocket opera La Cassati, co-written with playwright Aaron Shields, which has been performed to sold-out houses here in Toronto. Join us now as Tom Allen welcomes Bryce to the TD Studio stage. The man who carries more charm than all the province of Alberta in every step, Bryce Kulak! Thank you, Tom, for the warm introduction. We'll be hearing more from Tom a little later through a horn. He's a horny guy. <laughs> welcome, everyone. I'm so pleased to have you here. It feels like a house party, so welcome to my home. This is the theater. Um, I grew up here, so it is a pretty natural spot for me to be. And uh, I'm just so grateful that you're all here tonight. I want to share a bunch of music with you. And I want to start off the night with some oldies but goodies. So if you were here at the last cabaret, you didn't hear me sing these songs last time. I wanted to keep things fresh, so I, I had a, an opportunity to listen to my own album the other day, which I never do. Uh, once you've recorded an album, you know, singer-songwriters will tell you this, like, we never listen to our own stuff. Um, I'm glad that you guys do. Uh, but I heard these songs that I haven't performed live in a long, long time, and so I wanted to kind of resuscitate them and bring them back to life for you tonight. They're at the beginning here, somewhere. <laughs> Is Sarah here? Sarah Milton Lomax, are you here? Yeah. Look, I wore the beret! <laughs> Thanks, it's a new thing for me. I'm trying yeah, it out. I wanted to share it with y'all. Thank you. It's very artsy. Okay, so welcome to the cabaret. I'm opening with a song called Go Away. Uh, not directed at you specifically. Please stay. Um, but it's kind of a song about uh, reclaiming your independence, taking your personal space back, and if you're being harassed by somebody or if you've had a run-in with your neighbors, this is why I wrote this song, Run-Ins with the Neighbors, uh, this is for you, this is Go Away. Time and a place and a will and a way Through the muck and the mess Till you find yourself alone In your room with a candle A rotting bouquet And the radio spouting a lot of baloney What a fight, what a brawl How does one ever find the wherewithal To say no, take a hike Quit your lollygagging, go away Hop on a bike or a hot air balloon You could slap on a mask like a skulky raccoon I don't have all the answers, but one thing I know You're unlikely to make it September to June Without making nice, making sure No one's following your charming allure Watch your back, pardonnez Quit procrastinating, go away but at the rate we multiply And as the years go whizzing by Soon there will be no room for you or I Not even 
even if they build skyscrapers ten miles high, not at the rate we multiply. So won't you tell all your daughters and tell all your sons, please cease and desist making more little ones. The Pied Piper of Hamlin could not undertake taking all of the ones you call our little mistake. What a mess, I'm appalled. Oh, and by the way, your mother just called. I told her you're on holiday, so bugger off and go away. everyone. Sorry about the old ears there. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little too loud for my own good. Uh, the first track off of my full-length album is Sad Victoria, and I'll do that track next. Uh, I mean, I've been teaching piano for a long time, so I've met a lot of really strange little girls. <laughs> it's just the way it goes in that business, and, and they get kind of strange, like just a certain personality type between about the ages of seven and ten. They just get really introverted and shy, maybe especially around boys, I don't know. I mean, later when they grow up, I could be like, come on, I like boys too, we're like sisters, come on. Um, but you know, that has to wait. So, uh, so in my piano teaching career, I've met a lot of these interesting young ladies. And so I wrote this song to kind of commemorate that personality and that time in their lives. Sad Victoria's almost nine She worries her dad but she says that she's fine For she's the happiest when she's sad She's Sad Victoria Sad Victoria's right at home When she pulls her hair with a fine-tooth comb Not much matters without a care For Sad Victoria and the moon howled in its grief And every tree dropped every leaf For sad Victoria For they loved her for the sad girl that she was They loved her crooked teeth and all Because she's sad Victoria Sad Victoria makes her bed She makes a face which she makes instead Of making friends in a real place Sad Victoria Sad Victoria's in her room She looks outside at the flowers in bloom And makes a note in her dreary brain She'll have to arrange for a drizzling rain, oh, sad Victoria. And the sun burned without relief, 
and every tree dropped every leaf for sad Victoria. For they loved her for the sad girl that she was. They loved her crooked teeth and all because she's sad Victoria. Sad Victoria takes a walk. She stops a while at the tower clock and gazes up at its dingy dial. Sad Victoria. Sad Victoria is that clock at the top a face, at the bottom a lock. All the ticks without the talk. Sad Victoria. And the stars shone in disbelief. And every tree dropped every leaf for Sad Victoria. and the cast of La Casati. Uh, this is a piece called La Casati. It is a 20-minute musical, and it was fully staged and performed recently at the AGO in a uh, premiere uh, as part of Reframed, which was a, a commission that we received from Acting Upstage. Uh, three pairs of composer writers were commissioned to create a piece of musical theater based upon one of the paintings in a specific gallery at the AGO. It's called the Robert Fudger Gallery, I believe. And it's the gallery on the main floor where uh, there's a salon-style wall where there's just dozens and dozens of paintings kind of covering this entire wall. And the most famous painting on that wall is the painting of the Marquesa Luisa Casati. And I'm going to read to you a little bit about, about Luisa. Uh, I co-wrote my piece with the playwright Erin Shields. Uh, she's a Governor General award-winning playwright, a brilliant woman, and uh, I just love her, her style of writing. And so she wrote this uh, synopsis for us. Luisa Marquesa Casati, who lived from 1881 to 1957, was one of the most talked about personalities of the first half of the 20th century a wealthy Italian aristocrat with the sensibility of an audacious performance artist. La Casati commissioned portraits of herself, herself by the most avant-garde artists of her time. In most of her portraits, she is wearing outrageous costumes and has seemingly provoked each artist to his or her most extreme artistic e expression. By contrast, Augustus John's painting appears stripped of artifice and presents the viewer with a direct vulnerable, and unadorned portrayal of La Casati. This was the starting point for our collaboration. So 
when Acting Upstage asked us to create this piece, they gave us free reign with what we wanted to do with the painting. We could base our piece entirely on the painting, or we could use the painting just as a jumping off point uh, to create the piece. Uh, in our case, we found the character of Kazati so fascinating, uh, and the stories that surround her and her ethos are just uh, too numerous to mention, but just the most amazing woman. Uh, and she had a huge influence on the fashion uh, and party scene of the first half of the 20th century. This is her in a photograph by Man Ray. And we'll hit the next slide, please. Thank you. And that is another one that I thought just made her look super creepy. <laughs> she loved to wear this deep, dark eye makeup called Kohl, K-O-H-L, right? And so she kind of uh, made herself look kind of like a, a very ill woman, I think. And let's hit the next slide. <coughs> Thank you. This is the painting, albeit a little bit foreshortened. Sorry about the angle there. But you can see this expression that she has. It's just so vital, and her hair is so fiery and red. And, and he's kind of stripped her of any kind of artifice and put her in this simple dressing gown sort of outfit and in front of this floating sort of um, indistinct mountainous background. So we'll leave that slide up for the remainder of the piece. I'd like to please welcome Colleen Winton as Kazati. I'd like to welcome Tim Funnel as the painter Augustus John. And very soon, she will make a grand entrance, Kaylee Harwood as the young Kazati, Louisa. <laughs> I'll just read the first stage direction and then we're off to the races. You'll have to use your imaginations for the rest. La Kazati, lights up on La Kazati, sitting on a throne in her crumbling Venetian palace. She is surrounded by her animals, two cheetahs, a greyhound, a parrot, a boa constrictor. She is alone. Augustus John enters, surprised by the obvious decay. He approaches her tactfully. Contessa, it's been too long. How lovely to... Augustus, is that you? You're looking more ravishing uh, than... Don't move. Your hair, just do, as... Do you see it? See what? My necklace. Oh, uh, no. Maybe if we lit a lamp or two? Is it gold? No. Silver? No. Wait, you're not talking about... No, thank you. The gondola made me feel a bit... Augustus, um, be a dear and fetch one of the rats from the trap in the parlour. One of the... I'm afraid I don't love you that much. Oh, but you do. Almost. You need to take this seriously. The downfall of any interesting woman is when she starts to take things seriously. You can't just ignore the letters. You're already boring me. They'll take everything. You know I can't tolerate boredom of any kind. You really must stop. Stop what? Everything. Everything is a meaningless word. I could be far more specific. You need to stop buying exotic animals. Animals? 
animals are my passion. Stop buying summer homes. Where will I hold my parties? The parties have to stop. You sound absolutely ridiculous when you're not painting. The paintings have to stop too. What do you mean? I mean the endless commissioning of paintings and photographs and sculptures and poems. You're bankrupting yourself, Marquesa, and for what? Europe is overflowing with images of you. That's beside the point. Ah, you're starting to sound like every other vain aristocrat commissioning Don't work. you dare. What? Don't you dare compare me to those laced up, sup at home, bed by nine aristocrats. Those unimaginative puffs who commission sober, flattering portraits of themselves by sober, flattering artists. I'm not like those women who meddle and obsess over the perfect portrait and settle for no less. I don't direct the artist process, peeking every minute to approve of their progress. Contessa, I didn't I can't abide those tasteless class, so don't you compare me to them, you ass. Don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you compare me, that's not fair. Apologize. I Their just... stuffy little sitting rooms and drab decor. They want a portrait to match it and nothing more. Those paintings are batshit. Oh, what a bore. So don't you compare me. That makes me sore. Yes, not everyone can suffer to be deconstructed by the futurists. Make me look younger. Make me look fresh. Oh. Perk up my bosom full of sagging flesh. Despicably vain. Oh, what a pain. So don't you compare me. Are you insane? All of them are that Brush bad. Brush my Harry Watts into my pert pink cheeks. I'll be demanding revisions for weeks and weeks. And nothing like them with their bland color schemes. Commandeering artists and ruining their dreams. They have no sense of imagination. What do they know about creation? I want to be a living work of art. That's what I've always said from the start. I can't abide that tasteless class. So you compare me to them, you ass. That's not fair. That's not fair. You can compare me. Don't you compare me. You can compare me. Don't you dare. Contessa. You really do have a way of... Oh, no. What is it? Oh, Augustus. I had no idea that things were that bad for you. For me? That you had to start painting those horrid women. I am not painting. No wonder you're here. I am not You need true inspiration. I am not, at present, painting portraits of anyone. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. I... Well, I, I have been having trouble painting. For some reason, I just can't manage to. Good. And why is that good? Because I hate the thought of anyone else seeing you as I've seen you. What do you mean? You look like a lion when you paint in the frenzy of a kill. That's not true. You look like a madman when you paint in the midst of a psychotic break. I do not. You look like a pagan priest when you paint in the passion of an incantation to wake the dead. Only when I'm painting you. 
So you do remember. Remember what? The moment you first laid eyes on me. Of course. We were... Yes? We were young. And... Earnest. And... We were at some tea party in Paris. I'm not sure anyone was drinking tea. I remember sipping bourbon myself. I was talking to some tedious gentleman about my two-year stint in the Canadian Army, and it turns out that he knew a man who knew a general who was on the railway car at the front when the armistice was signed. I mean, Mo didn't know a man who knew a man. And I was all just about to roll my eyes when the most extraordinary creature entered the room. wearing the most astonishing black velvet hat encircled with a gold toque. Denunzio gave me that. Oh, and that hat. It rested on a nest of canary curls so lively I expected them to flap their wings or burst into song at any moment. Sometimes they did. Those eyes. Those enormous blood-veined blood eyes. Those restless, deep, dark, feral oh. eyes. Those smirking Vain, vampiric eyes. Vampiric. Those eyes drowning in pools of coal. It's those eyes that really got me. And everyone was watching. No one could take their eyes off of you. And you swaggered from one table to the next. You were amused in a vicious sort of way. You were entertained in a malicious sort of way. You were charmed by the simple people in their simple costumes, engaged in simple conversation. And you petted them like children, like animals as you walked by. And you caught my eye. I blushed. You winked. And I knew someone had to make an introduction. May I present the Marquesa Luisa Cassati. It's lovely to meet you. I know. This is quite some party. You think so? Well, it is now. Now? Now that you're here. Oh, look. I think you're sweet. You just rolled your eyes at me. Oh, no, darling. I was... Looking at the fixtures. I knew I had to work hard to get your attention. Did the, uh, chicken ride with you? Excuse me. Very good. I heard your servant sprayed you with chicken blood directly before you walked into the opera house, which made me wonder, of course, whether you'd slaughtered the unfortunate beast yourself, or whether the poor chap had rode with you in the motor car and was under the impression he was to be your date for the evening. He was in a sack in the boot. Oh, good. No false pretenses, then. Never. I made you laugh. You made me smirk. But I stood out. You must admit that. In you, I saw potential. Which is why you woke me up in the middle of the night. Don't you want to paint me? Uh, uh, of course I want to paint you, but... It's the middle of the night. Oh, or the very early morning. I was sleeping. And now you're awake. 
Nice apartment. I wasn't you expecting You always step out of visitors. your trousers and underclothes and leave them in the middle of the floor. It was late when I... some flowers by this window. I... I'll send some tomorrow. Right. Uh, well, can I take My your... porter left my valise outside the door. Your valise? I have some ideas, but I'm happy to hear your thoughts. My thoughts on what? Why, on what I'm going to wear for my portrait. Let's see. Oh, this diamond-encrusted dress was inspired by the magic flute. When the light hits the diamonds, I am absolutely radiant. I wore that to the right of spring. How many light sources do you intend on using? Uh... I could dress like a dead woman. Oh, wait. Or like the Byzantine queen, Empress Theodora. My electrical suit of armor. Just hold on a second. My tiger-skinned top hat. I could wear Venetian lace or the egret plumes or the pearls once exhumed from Egyptian tombs. I don't regret I wore them, though my critics may abhor them. I'm in love with my costumes. Floating on a cloud of intense perfumes, racing through the crowd in my rooms and rooms, kissing my admirers, pouring on the charm, wearing only blue silk stockings and a parrot on my arm. Let's have a ball! I want a ball! And we'll parade around in makeup on the nude and do the moon! I want it all! Yes, give me all! All the gods in their infinitude of guises! All impersonations, illusions, and lies! All my unrecognizable disguises! Where I'm not me, and I've cut all ties! All of the hell and all of the grace. Wake up now and paint my face. Paint Augustus now before I fail to faint. Paint Augustus. The morning comes too soon. Paint now before I swoon. No. What did you say? If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to paint you and I want to paint you, believe me, I want to paint you. But if I'm going to do this, I don't want any of this in the way. I just want you. This is me. When I saw you tonight, I wasn't looking at your hat, your hair, your dress, your whatever it was you were wearing. I was just looking at your eyes. I don't want costumes. I don't want masks. No pretending, intending to delight. I don't want promises. I don't want masks. I just want to see you as I see you here tonight. I don't want jewelry. I don't want paint. I don't want you to orchestrate the light. Challenge or protest me. Don't shy away and hide behind those eyes. You've got to let it show on the surface the you inside. I know, you know, I know inside those eyes. Don't 
sold. Look at me. I'll be alone. Never. Look alone. at me. I am alone. Colleen Winton, Tim Funnel, and Kaylee Harwood. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the Bryce Kulak Spring Fling! You've been listening to this week's Soul Pepper Saturday Cabaret Podcast from the TD Studio at the Young Centre for the Performing Arts. This week featuring composer, lyricist, and songwriter Bryce Kulak and friends. Coming up this Saturday night, join noted cabaret performer Suzanne McKenney, along with Steve Hunter and special guest Colleen Allen, as they descend into the boozy, freewheeling depths of the other great American musical melting pot on the banks of the Missouri River in a show they call Kansas Sin City. Please visit the performance page at soulpepper.ca for all the details. 
Music programming at Soul Pepper is made possible by the Slate family, and our audio programs are thanks to the continuing support of Richard Wernham and Julia West. My name is Gregory Sinclair. Thanks for listening. <laughs>